Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Fringe. Today we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 10, titled Grey Matters. Uh, Yet another excellent, excellent episode uh, that's actually fairly significant for a number of reasons. Uh, not the least of which... That's all, folks. Not the least of which being... Flub's starting early today. Uh, that we finally get to meet the new villain of this season, Thomas Jerome Newton. Because if there's one thing, if there's one thing this show loves more than anything else... It's three name villains. First, we had David Robert Jones, and now we have Thomas Jerome Newton. Oh my god, I could be a fringe villain. (laughs) Thomas Michael Clark! New fringe villain! Season 6! Let's do it! (laughs) Oh, that would be... That would be the best. Anyway, Thomas Jerome Newton... I love this dude. I love this villain. He is, uh, he is very fun to watch. Uh, he's very cold, very calculating, uh, and weirdly polite in everything he does. Like, he just sort of, he does what he was quote-unquote programmed to do, because remember, he is a shapeshifter, which means he's not technically human. Uh, but he's, like, really nice about it? Like, if he has to do something crude, if he has to do something that leaves someone in a bad state, he's like, I'm sorry about that. I, I, I'd rather, I'd rather not leave you in such a state. I'm sorry, I would never subject you to something so crude. Like, he's actually kind of, like, he has this nice side to him, but at the same time, he does some real rough shit, and he is very nonchalant about it. Uh, but he, he's a very, very interesting villain who I really, really like to see. Uh, but the hook of this episode is that Thomas Jerome Newton and his shapeshifter buddies are conducting forced surgery on people. Uh, this one guy in particular who ends up uh, bringing up a red flag. Conducting forced surgery on this one guy... That takes these insane people who have been quite literally institutionalized and making them sane. We have this one person who have to, who they have to leave before they can close up his head. And so doctors find him and he has like exposed brain. And he was obsessed with this girl in the red dress that he made up in his head. Or at least we think he made up in his head. But now that's just completely gone. And he's cured. He's cured of his madness. Now, this, of course, provides, in addition to a very compelling mystery, uh, an excellent opportunity for reflection into into Walter's own madness. Uh, you kind of see Walter's, like, 
desire to not be crazy come through. Walter's recognition of what he's lost over the years come through. And like kind of his almost daydreaming like joy at the prospect of like, uh, cure for madness. If only something existed like that, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be a wonderful thing? Uh, Peter, like, is sort of confronted with the fact that he never visited Walter in St. Clair's and has to deal with his guilt regarding that. And that is a whole thing throughout the episode that he deals with. And it's a really, really fantastic arc. Uh, But in addition to being a really, really great push of story that really, really opens uh, some interesting parts of the Fringe mythos up, it is also like a really, really great reflective episode for the whole Bishop clan. Uh, Of course, after a while, we find two others who were treated by the same doctor and have had the same thing happen to them. They were crazy, and then they weren't. And we find scars on their heads that say, uh, oh, you were, uh, secretly had surgery performed on you. And Thomas Jerome Newton's been here and done something to you. All three of these patients, believe it or not, were originally treated by this guy, Dr. Paris, who is... Nowhere to be found. Dr. Paris is just gone. He's, like, somewhere in the ether. We can't find that dude anywhere. But for some reason, this Dr. Paris uh, was treating these people, was treating these individuals for, like, mild depression and stuff like that, and prescribed drugs that... Uh, people who have had organ transplants are given so that they don't reject the new parts of the body they've gotten, like anti-rejection drugs, and then became just flat-out insane and locked up in mental institutions. And Dr. Paris never visited them at all after that point. Now, what we find out, uh, what the going theory is, is that what happened is somehow, for some reason, this Dr. Paris took brain tissue from someone else and put it in these individuals. Took brain tissue from some other individual, we don't know who, and put them in these people's brains. Which flooded them with delusions, with false memories, and just drove them to madness because their minds couldn't handle the extra set of information. And then in comes Thomas Jerome Newton, three names McGee, and <laughs> and he pulls out this brain tissue. Again, for whatever reason, we're not entirely sure why. And they're all better. It's like it never happened. And then we get a call from that first hospital. And they're like, hey, so look through our records on Dr. Paris. We didn't find anything, but 
We did get something from St. Clair's. Turns out, Dr. Paris visited Walter several times in St. Clair's. And Peter looks at Walter's head, and sure enough, he has a scar. It's different, much older, but it's there. So there's this moment where you're like, wait a minute, was was Walter's insanity caused by something like this? Was Walter's insanity caused by removing someone else's brain bits and placing them inside him? And is is Walt is the key to Walter's sanity a similar ripping out of that last piece of brain? So we go in, we have an MRI done. Walter's, like, really, really nervous about it and, like, really, really afraid. He takes a shit ton of Valium. A a, a lot of Valium. Like, a really, really bonkers amount of Valium. To the point where it's actually kind of concerning how much Valium he's pumping into his body. Goes in... Scans come back, and Walter, turns out, didn't have brain tissue implanted. He had it removed. And the three brain bits that were in the other patients are a perfect fit for the brain bits that were Once in Walter. Yup. This Dr. Paris. Whoever the hell he is. Took pieces of Walter's brain from him. And put them in other people. Now the question remains. Why? Now. Remember what William Bell said. Thomas Jerome Newton would try to do. He would try to open a door. To the other side. And we already know. That Walter once did it. He just forgot how. So. Thomas Jerome Newton. Wants to extract. The information. About how Walter. Opened up a door to the other side. He wants to know how Walter went to the other universe. So there's that. So there's that. But in order to do this, they need Walter's brain. They need Walter. They need Walter to interpret the data from those few pieces of his brain. So to do that, Thomas Jerome Newton has to capture Walter. Which he does when Walter's at home alone dealing with the massive amount of Valium that he took. And so Thomas Jerome Newton now has Walter. Now has captured Walter... And we have this frantic search for him. Uh, We try using the tracking device that Walter put inside his neck in the last episode. 
Thomas Jerome Newton was uh, too smart for that. He found it immediately and took it out. So that tracking device, already no, already a non-thing. And Thomas Jerome Newton begins this procedure to remind Walter uh, basically to recreate those old pathways from before Paris took out his brain bits. And we see all these images. We have, like, this picture association stuff. A lot of these images remind Walter of Peter. Including a coffin. A coffin reminds Walter of Peter. Again, I will remind you. In the back of our minds, remember there is a gravestone for Peter Bishop that we saw at the end of last season. We still don't know what the deal is with that gravestone. But we do know this, when Walter looks at a picture of a coffin, he is reminded of Peter. Just saying. (laughs) Just saying that is very much a thing that exists. Those are very much two things that we have seen in separate episodes of this show. Cannot stress enough that you need to remember all of this. All of these little hints are important and will become a big deal very, very, very soon. Again, just an FYI. But this isn't working, and Thomas Jerome Newton decides, okay, you know what? We need something better than just picture association. We need to take him to the place where... Walter decided to make this thing. So they take Walter to his old house. Peter comes up with the same idea, like, yeah, 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 they probably have to go here, they probably have to go here, they probably have to go here. So, Olivia and Peter are on their way there as well. They take Walter to his old house, and almost immediately the old pathways form, and they're able to, like, sort of, artificially reattach the brain pieces on a temporary basis just so they can quickly extract the information from there and go away and leave those brain bits to die. So... Walter is now back to his own self for a few minutes and immediately the kind and lovely and wonderful Walter that we know and love is replaced by this very, very cold, very, very stern, very rigid man. We actually, earlier in this very episode, say are, uh, hear from Olivia that she thinks, if if she knows anything about Walter, insanity made him a better person. 
So we go back to the before times, and suddenly he's, uh, he's less fun to be around. And Thomas Jones Newton, Newton is like, hey, look, I know why you did it. You crossed into, onto the, into the other universe, you crossed into the other side. I need you to remember how you did it. I need you to remember how it's done. Tell me. Right now. And Walter tells him. And Thomas Jerome Newton detaches all the stuff. And gets away just as Olivia and Peter arrive. There's a big chase by Olivia. Uh, She runs down the van. Takes out the two non-Thomas Jerome Newton shapeshifters. And is in this standoff with Thomas Jerome Newton. Who then reveals that he uh, put in place a little insurance policy. And infected, infected Walter with a neurotoxin just before he left. So, Walter is dying. Peter's on the phone being like, help, 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 help. And Thomas Jerome Newton's like, there's a medical kit there. With three vials. You have to inject them in the right order. In order to save him. I will give you the right order. But you have to give me your phone. Then run back. Then when you're there. I'll tell you. You can have me. Or you can have Walter Bishop. Olivia after a moment. Of pure tension. Decides to. Go back and save Walter. Gives Thomas Jerome Newton the phone and runs back over there. Uh, so Thomas Jerome Newton gives her the information, gives her the sequence, and then says, Oh, and Olivia, now I know how weak you are. And then hangs up. Walter is alive. Thomas Jerome Newton's gotten away. Nothing has been resolved, except for the fact that the... Pieces of brain are fully dead. We know nothing. We have zero answers. The only thing we really gain from this is uh, having a name and a face on our enemy. As Broyles says. But then we get our ending. Where as Walter goes in for another MRI... He remembers something. He has a little flashback. To when the brain pieces were initially removed. And it is at this point that we learn that this Dr. Paris, that has been so elusive the entire episode, is in fact William Bell. William Bell is the one who extracted the pieces of Walter's brain. William Bell is the one that took away those memories and placed them in other people. This was all William Bell's doing. Okay, so yeah, that, that episode's a lot, (laughs) 
I'm gonna be honest, that episode, there's a lot there, there's a lot to unpack there, but, <laughs> my god, there is so much, <laughs> there is so, 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 so much, but it's a great episode, uh, big evolution of the season, sets up some, uh, some big stuff. Oh my god, there's so much I want to say. You have no idea. The closer we get to the thing, the harder it's getting for me to talk around the thing. But the thing is coming. We got it on the docket in like, what, a week? Maybe a little more than? It's upon us. The thing is happening. I want to talk about the thing. But we will indeed get to the thing. So get ready for that. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468. And support the show, Patreon.com slash ThomasClark, pledges a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, On Monday, we will be discussing the Lost episode. Talk to you then.